0: Hey, Casey.
1: Hey, Jacob.
0: I got a question for you.
1: What?
0: What does an intimate love story shared between two men in the bitter cold world of Wyoming and a sweeping odyssey of a melodrama that weaves through the lives of multiple characters have in common?
1: I don't know.
0: Well, let's find out, shall we? Because this week I watched uh, Brokeback Mountain
1: and this week i watched magnolia
0: and now it's time to make the, move the movie connection, connection. <laughs> all right and we are ready to begin welcome everybody my name is Jacob, and I am here with my sister, Casey, and this is the podcast, The Movie Connection. And it's a podcast where every week we assign each other movies, usually that we haven't seen before, and uh, we sit down, we watch them, we discuss them, we break them down, we review them, and then we try to see if we can make any connections between the two, any connective tissue, like any little thing and the results have been interesting
1: they have been to say the (laughs) least
0: um we are on episode 12 at this point if you are joining us welcome
1: welcome
0: um and if you notice a difference in the sound quality it's one of those weeks people that's right it's a skype call (laughs) which they don't sound the worst
1: it could be worse for sure. It's just so hot here in Portland.
0: Yeah, I want guys. to limit the travel and uh, the equipment running is always so yeah. hot. So. so, excuse me. So this works.
1: Yes, yes, it does.
0: Um. But yeah, this week was a kind of a kind of a bummer week, as <laughs> Casey was saying.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, You know You like to have those weeks though Like we had uh, Detachment with Sorry to bother you That was kind of a heavy week Heavy heavy week
1: I think this is my last Like bummer of a movie Like there might be some sad parts In some of the other ones that I'm going to assign you But I think this is the last one That like is a True bummer you know
0: Right same here, I think. I mean, you never know.
1: I mapped you all the time. You could assign me something that night, pisses so... me
0: off and I might have to break out a...
1: I mean I could. We'll see what okay. happens.
0: <laughs> but awesome. But overall, enjoyable. Like I like that I'm getting around to some of these movies that I've been meaning to watch, but haven't.
1: Yeah, totally. I don't know that I've even heard of Magnolia until you assigned it to me.
0: It's a. Um, it's known it's in the though. cinephile world. Like, yeah, there's a there's some history with that. Well, it's
1: got a following, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> we'll talk about <laughs> it. I think. Um, but this week, Casey, it's your turn to start us off with a little synopsis of the movie you watched this week, which was Magnolia. Why don't yeah. you tell us a little bit about it In your own words
1: So this was maybe the hardest synopsis I ever had to write because How do you write movie... it without
0: like saying the whole description Basically
1: Yeah like without talking for three hours
0: Yeah
1: <laughs> um, uh, Cause really this movie They try to tell you at the beginning That it's about coincidence um, But here's what I wrote okay. uh, Magnolia is a film about sadness Loss trauma and dealing with your past mm-hmm. there are many in uh interrelated characters uh, mm. many who are dealing with their childhood trauma true and a few characters uh mainly the policeman and the nurse who do what they can to offer help and hope and peace
0: hmm. so nice.
1: that's my synopsis <laughs> there
0: you go because you're right it's kind of a shit show of troubled
1: individuals <laughs> <laughs> right Right, Um, and then we've got, like, I think the two Saving Grace characters would be the policeman and the nurse.
0: You know, yeah, you got a point there. You know, I never think... I I overlooked the nurse every chance. It sucks because Philip Seymour Hoffman's a great actor.
1: I love him so much, and I think he did such a good job in this role. Really good
0: job. So we can acknowledge that right off the... So I think a key key thing to point out with Magnolia is ensemble cast, right? Um, Totally. Like, total ensemble. Like... Really kind of evenly spliced out, too, like... Yeah. Everybody kind of gets their moment in a way.
1: Yes, I totally agree.
0: So you are probably unfamiliar with this director, so here's... Gather around, Casey. Let me tell you a little story about Magnolia. Did you look up, like, little bits of info about it, maybe?
1: Um. Yeah, yeah after Oops. I watched it, I kind of, like, went down the Google hole. Yeah, yeah cool. Um. Yeah, just to kind of research a little bit. Um, the same director of Boogie Nights. There
0: you go. Yeah, Boogie Nights. Have you seen that one? I have not. Ah, it's on the list then. Um, okay. We'll wait a little bit because here. So this movie does still establish, like you can, uh, you can feel that it was directed by somebody for sure. Um, yes, that's true. And, uh, that's what this guy's got going on for him. He comes from the same school, about the same generation as Quentin Tarantino. He's a little younger, maybe. But he was, uh, he he came onto this scene with, like, an indie film called Hard Eight, which I've seen really good. Um, it actually stars the guy who plays Jimmy Gator, and it stars, uh, John C. Riley, who plays the cop. Um, so those two guys were in a movie together. Um... And it's really good um, and really kind of like Quentin with Reservoir Dogs kind of threw down the gauntlet and was like, yeah, look what I can do. But there was a lot of executive meddling on that one. And so by the time he got around to Boogie Nights, he had a chip on his shoulder and like, you know, kind of came up at them with like, it's like, okay, look, here's my fucking movie. This is how it's going to be. I've been fucked in the past. You're not going to do that to me. And they were like, hey, whoa, calm down, kid. Like, we want you to make the movie you want. It's like, Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay, cool. Well, then we're good then. And he set out to make one of the most uh, influential movies of the 90s for sure. Uh, uh, Boogie Nights. Uh, really good movie, but also like interesting in its own way. But not quite as tonally weird as Magnolia. Um, okay. So Magnolia comes around. It's after the success of Boogie Nights. So this, car- this uh, director is feeling emboldened. And even more so, it's like, okay, well then fine, I'm gonna double down then. I'm gonna make this movie. And Studio is probably like, uh, ah, yeah, wait, breaks a little bit though. Like, what the hell is this thing? It's like, no, I get to make what I want. It's, it's the one for me. Um, <laughs> we we kind of gave you that with Boogie Nights, but okay. Uh, so I come at it like, and that's kind of my first question. Describe the tone of Magnolia.
1: I don't even know like how to describe the tone because it's almost like it can't be put in a bucket. Like they were trying to go for like I feel like a glum realistic.
0: Uber real right. Uber realistic right? like Um
1: I definitely feel like that. Um there was some dark comedy happening as well. There were some scenes so that you actually feel dark made me comedy. Stressful.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Um yeah, that, that, those are the two things that come to mind when I try to think of, like, tone of the film. Right. It's, like, uber realistic and, yeah, dark, dark comedy. So, but never, like...
0: Really fun. Yeah. But, like, more over the top... So that's the thing, is, it's like... I can't classify it as a straight-up drama because I don't walk away from this feeling, like... <laughs> it's, like, there's some moments that kind of hit you hard, but... Even the hardest moments are just kind of with this air of, like, over the topness. if that makes sense.
1: Sure. Yeah, that's like, true. Like, it's
0: described as a melodrama. Like, I describe it as a melodrama just because... Yeah. And soap opera-y, to an extent. Like... To an
1: extent, for sure, because we're following so many micro-stories.
0: Right. It's um,
1: interesting, though, because, like, you know, I like ensemble movies... Like, um... God, I'm trying... Like, Valentine's Day, New Year's Eve. Like, those are, like, rom-com ensemble movies that are fine. Oh, wow.
0: So you think this like, is, like, the drama of... <laughs> of, uh... What would it be? Love Actuallys.
1: <laughs> love Actually, yes. Or, Interesting. Um, oh, yeah. God. What to Expect When You're Expecting.
0: Right. Like, it's not, I like that, not that one. just not that into like, you. So this is the melodramatic I version love, of it's that. Just not that into you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Except instead of a holiday, we're going with a tone. It's like, and everybody's life just sucks. Yeah.
1: Right. Everything sucks. It's all random. It's all a coincidence. Except for that it's not really, but...
0: <laughs> and even that, like, that kind of falls apart to me. Where it's just, it's, I, I
1: agree. They it's just this way so of saying, it's
0: like, here's that. a bunch of stories I wanted to tell. So what if they're not connected? They kind of are. When you think about it, like, it's like... You didn't really need to connect them, man. Like you know, right? Stranger Ah. narrator. It's so weird, and then there's that that gets dropped like partway through. Wow, I do dig the opening. I gotta say, like the
1: opening was good. One of the best. you right in.
0: Renditions of "One Is the Loneliest Number."
1: Oh, I loved that. Yeah, pretty
0: good. The music overall is pretty great, except it goes on for like it never stops. That's kind of weird Mm -hmm. to me. Music yeah, started. there
1: were a couple of times I was really glad I had subtitles on because they were talking uh, over the music yes. and I was like, oh, okay. Right. Glad I can read this.
0: <laughs> yes, um, It's such a weird tone because that's what's so weird to me is like some of these moments that I feel like I'm supposed to be taking seriously, I mm-hmm. don't, you know? Right. Um, like Julianne Moore's character. Yeah. You know, the divisive character. It's like, is this... A really good performance, or I just don't... because she's a really great actress. Like, yes, so I, I want agree. to I say it's her. really great, but right, maybe under No, it's
1: I don't know that that whole thing was really weird, and I was like, are we gonna get any kind of answer on this?
0: <laughs> like. <laughs>
1: We saw her go from doctor to doctor to get prescriptions, and I was like, is she on drugs? Like, you right. know, like, you just don't really know. It's
0: crazy. Um, you
1: just don't really know.
0: And speaking of over-the-top performances that uh, actually won somebody an Oscar, thoughts on the Tom Cruise performance, Casey? That's, I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on this. Because First of I... all, give us a little background on your thoughts on the man himself. I mean, we, don't right. be shy.
1: So, so Tom Cruise. I have like a little bit of a complex yep. feelings about him because, sure. like, I don't like Scientology. Yep. Um, as we've talked about on this podcast For numerous sure. times. Sorry if you scary. are if you're
0: listening to this and you're into Scientology. Hey, you do you. Like, you know, it's but you're just in a cold, you might like, want to. Yeah, you might want to take a look into things. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. No. Uh. Yeah. So, like, I don't like that. I don't like he's that he's like the messiah for Scientology. It also creeps me out that like almost everybody in any interview is always like he's the nicest person you'll ever meet in the whole world and I'm it's like Very off-putting.
0: See,
1: yeah, I see fear in their eyes when they say it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: But, like, that's how he built his career is by being this, like, extremely likable person. So it's fun to watch this film because he's a very unlikable character. Uh, Josh, like, came into the room and he's like, what are you watching?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, from the get-go.
1: So I don't know how much acting he's doing in this. Um...
0: That's what I, (laughs) because you even texted, so Casey texted me while you must have been watching it. Was I
1: was it? and normally I try not to talk to Jacob at all about like the movies until we meet up for the podcast but True. I just couldn't handle it. I kept thinking it was gonna be a joke and it just kept going on
0: <laughs> right because uh, he is very he's like a motivational speaker he's he's kind of like the Jordan Belfort before we got that uh, Wolf on Wall Street movie um, yeah. yeah. Motivational speaker, but for the worst kind of people. I think he's cultivating Trump supporters is what's happening.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's but, crazy. like, I will say, best performance I've ever seen him in, I think. Isn't like, that weird? That's I the
0: weird, conflicted, like, feeling you walk away with. It's like, well, first of all, like, I, it's like, I, right, like you said. It's like, I don't know if he's acting. Like, I, feel, <laughs> I think, like, this is us yeah, like seeing I the know. real Tom Cruise a bit. Like... People Could say be, he's like, got this intensity. Like, there's a report just came out. It's like, oh, yeah, that, like, he's intense, man. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like, that's, yeah, there's intense and there's, you need to, people got to function around you, too. Like. Um Right. And, yeah. Right. So, there's this manic energy all built into this part. And then, but at the same time, yeah, he gives this strange turn near the end where you're like, holy shit. Like.
1: Yeah, he was good.
0: He won the Oscar. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He did, yeah, and he deserved it honestly, like
0: I feel like he was working through some actual shit with his father, which explains a lot. See, like that's why this is like one of the best Tom Cruise performances. Like, okay, I get you a little more.
1: Right. You're still awful, but
0: (laughs) now we get a little bit of reason why, maybe.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, and like just because I don't really care for him as a person doesn't mean that I don't like sometimes enjoy his films. Sure. You know, but you're not gonna like, seek out the I,
0: you're not I gonna go to the next Mission the Impossible. Art and the artist. Like you don't no, really like I'm, those movies. I'm
1: done I'm done with Mission Impossible yeah. just because I think there's it's just fair. been too many. Fair. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that there's a time to stop doing the action movies like that. Right. You
0: right. know. Right. right.
1: I think action movies are great, but yeah. like I think after you've had so many, it's
0: okay to, like,
1: turn a new leaf over and start something new.
0: But you've been burned by Tom Cruise movies, too. Like, didn't you watch that Oblivion movie? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. No, he's he's not my favorite actor. No. And unfortunately now, like, when I see him, like, I'm just always like, oh, you're yeah. Yeah. kind of a crazy person. But that being said, I can watch a movie and get wrapped up into the movie and forget you know
0: right um so there's a murder suicide scenario depicted in the opening yeah like and uh like do you have an opinion of whether it was murder or suicide or like I mean they kind of broke down what it was but
1: right I don't know like I so when the movie first opened up I thought we were gonna be like so those like headlines that the guy was talking about and the little blips we were saying like i thought we were gonna see those people like mm-hmm. i thought we were gonna go through their stories and right. see where they ended up so you know so obviously that didn't happen <laughs> um <laughs> not so much <laughs> um but um <coughs> Bless you. um so i don't really know like because it's hard to know without seeing the whole story there Man. like the kid like
0: jumps out the window jumps
1: yeah, or jumped, well, jumped off, off the, the building, roof. right? Commit and suicide. so I'm just like, do we know for sure that he like didn't see that there was something that was gonna catch him, like, right? You know, so there was that, and there was also like the fact that he loaded.
0: Yes, exactly. That's the, the thing I come back to. It's like he loaded it, though. Ah, uh, it's yeah. So Apparently, this I... is something that they use in to this day in uh, police academy scenarios or something. Oh, like really? Detective scenarios, yeah. They probably stopped using it now, but it's it's a it's a good thinker.
1: Yeah, it is. Yeah, I definitely thought about it a lot after.
0: Think. Speaking of thinkers, thoughts on the frogs?
1: <laughs> uh that was weird. I <laughs> <That laughs> didn't see weird, that coming. But... Did you? No. Didn't see it coming. It really reminded me of which I know it was after the fact, but uh God, what was that show? Um, you know the show I'm talking about on HBO Max, uh um, Watchmen. Oh, when Watchmen. they have like the yeah. The
0: Raining Squids, nice.
1: Yes. So I made that connection right then oh, and there. Interesting. But uh, you know, in Watchmen it's like a little more natural for something like that to happen. Right. This movie like was so set in realism that I was like, what the F is? Well, did happening did you look right up now? like
0: that can actually happen? No. Yes, it actually happens. Yeah. That's why the movie even says, it's like, but it actually happened. What? So it's like to do with monsoons or storms being created. It scoops up all the small animals, like in this went the extra mile and just made it frogs, but it's all small animals. But um, it scoops them up and like, this, you know, scoops them up into the environment, but then the storm dissipates, But and they're all the way in another town, and then by the time they get there in fall, like, it's a clear sky, and like, oh, before you know it, oh shit, it's raining frogs. So it actually happens. That's crazy. Yeah, and it would be our mother's nightmare.
1: Yeah, I definitely thought about that. <laughs> yeah, a lot.
0: Our mom has uh, a... Crippling fear of frogs.
1: At the end of the film, frogs rain from the sky. This has led to the speculation that Stanley is a prophet.
0: Oh, no, 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 no. Akin, akin to, to Moses. No, that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what Google says.
0: Nope. I'm not interested in those readings. Oh, God.
1: <laughs> no real frogs were harmed in the making of Magnolia. No real frogs were used at all.
0: Yeah. They did pretty good with those computer-generated frogs. Could have been way worse. I
1: mean... Yeah. I agree. Um,
0: but yeah. It's something that can happen.
1: That's fascinating and terrifying.
0: Um, this kind of... Like, this is gonna gently segue us into our favorite questions, but what character did you connect with the most? Like, and that can be different from your favorite performance.
1: Um god i just i don't know
0: or none of them. that i because yeah too i don't up. really
1: feel <laughs> that i connected like with any i guess the nurse probably the, the most
0: character oh yeah the nurse yeah that makes sense actually
1: because he's like We'd a caretaker and he's like i like when i was watching it i was like loving that he was like openly weeping i was like i did connect with him actually quite yeah, a bit because i was like that that's sense. how i would deal with something like that as well right
0: going the extra mile of like the phone tag of ordering playboys yes. hustlers and
1: Maxum <laughs> cigarettes i loved
0: how she fucking called him out too it's like yeah did you still want the peanut butter and the bread and the other it's like uh yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like yeah okay whatever <laughs> it's like you don't need to pretend bro but no um Nice. Good choice. Um, And then, was there a POV slash storyline that you liked the most? Because, I mean, what do we got? We got Tom Cruise's dealio, but then we got Julianne Moore doing her thing, Stanley the Kid doing his thing, William H. Macy with his story.
1: I liked Stanley the Kid um, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I also liked... uh... I guess I liked everybody in that portion because, like, the game show host getting that was sick good stuff, and then yeah. his daughter and stuff. Mm. Like, there was like a lot there. Right. And good family, like, Poor kid. <clears throat> you know, as a little kid, is just yeah, just trying I really so fell hard. Really for that
0: dude. <laughs> the worst father, like. Yes. Like, uh, I love the like the depictions of fathers. Like, that seemed like a weird like i walk away thinking that it's almost about that too like it's some weird fucked up father's day movie where it's
1: it totally is like it it's an examination it totally of
0: is. like relationships with fathers in a weird way and how they're not usually positive which i appreciate like that's kind of why i have a place for this movie is because like you know what yeah. it's an accurate scathing portrayal of like fathers yeah <laughs> um
1: Oh, I, I totally but agree. The worst,
0: but what I love about the complexity of it is it's like he's the worst dad. And then he still says, like, I love you. And so then you're like, oh, he's so he takes the time to say I love you. No, he sucks. Like, you know.
1: Yeah, he still sucks. Yeah,
0: he still sucks.
1: And, like, at first it was interesting, too, because we didn't know he was terrible at first.
0: Right, right. When
1: he was just running late and, like, oh, why well, you going to have so many books? Like, that seems normal. But the way that he was reacting when he was trying to compete for the money. Yes. I also had, like, a moment of confusion because I, like, thought that Stanley the Kid was the same as donnie smith at first
0: right i guess like to. i thought
1: that story was like him as a kid right and so i kept That's like confusing. waiting for you know what i mean yeah. and so yeah i don't know hmm.
0: nice
1: that was confusing for me because i was bit. like i don't really i don't really see donnie's
0: yeah why did i guess
1: we don't really get to see donnie's trauma and stuff right
0: yeah Not like really.
1: you know it's all just kind of assumed right I do I did like what he said about love though.
0: Right. At the end which is just to like I've got. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know, to I don't know what it. to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. <laughs> nice. Okay, so that segues nicely into our favorite questions. Our favorites. So, favorite performance then. There's so, uh, so many to choose from. So my favorite
1: performance was officer jim played by john c Riley?
0: good choice he was my favorite too yeah
1: dude can i just say i've only seen this guy as a sidekick in funny movies right right which he does just fine but usually the movies are really stupid movies with will ferrell and i don't like them
0: yep it sucks like yeah a different side of him huh yeah
1: holy moly he's such a good actor he was like really this good. is the first thing i've seen him in where i was like you're a really good actor like, like he could a... have
0: got an oscar nomination for this like
1: yeah he was awesome uh, and i like appreciated his character so much um so definitely an accurate him.
0: portrayal of a cop like warts and all though to an extent because he came across as a little racist like you know like
1: with the kid yeah. and the lady yes yeah, yeah, and then also like a little bit You know, harsh with the girl at first when he like went into her place. Yeah. And like kind of like an asshole a little bit, like, you know, uh, asking questions that didn't really need answers, which is a cop thing.
0: When you look at at it too much, like it gets a little sleazeball, but I think the key is like, it's like we know his intent. We assume like this guy's intentions are good, like he's all right. Oh, for
1: sure. I think he's a good character and I think that he had a really good heart.
0: Yeah. I think they did a
1: good job of making him a complex character. Right.
0: Nice. Good, good, good. Uh, Favorite scene?
1: My favorite scene, believe it or not, is the scene uh, with Tom Cruise when he says how to fake it like you were nice and caring.
0: (laughs) 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 What? What the fuck? A Tom Cruise scene is your favorite? Walk us through it.
1: (laughs) I know. Well, the thing is, it's just the shock factor. First of all... of hearing that and then looking and thinking it was like a bad infomercial and then seeing that they that we were zooming in on this character (laughs) and that he was so swarmy and like then realizing it was tom cruise because my first instinct didn't see him as tom cruise because he's got that weird
0: hair (laughs) Uh (laughs) what the fuck yeah
1: (laughs) And uh, then just like the utter ridiculousness, like I was just cackling because I'm just like, you know, he's just being so vulgar and he's got like, you know, men that he's like trying to appeal to. And I was just laughing so hard. Like, I don't know that that was supposed to be funny. I was obviously offended as well, but I did crack up.
0: Yes, definitely offended. But, you know, yeah. ugh so brutal. Um, it just
1: seems satire, you know? Yeah,
0: like, it has. I mean, you have to tell yourself that. <laughs> <Let's see>. Yeah. <laughs> Cause, because it's like it doesn't it remind you of that. Do you remember? Yeah, you lived during this time. Like, this is a culture of, of fucking men. There's a name for it. Where, like, hooking up. Like, it's a hooking up culture where it's just a, up culture, it's, a, yeah. it's about teaching dudes to pick or pick up culture or something pick up women, and, like, yeah. Uh, disgusting. Uh, they had reality shows about it and stuff like that. Oh, Ugh. yeah. Um, terrible. Um, okay, so, favorite line of dialogue? I have two. Okay, um, yeah. Because there's a lot of so, good nuggets.
1: So, my first one is, uh, I will drop kick those fucking dogs if they come near me.
0: <laughs> From Tom Cruise. <laughs>
1: From Tom, I know, I can't believe it either, <laughs> but I will say that that made Sorry, we made keep me calling him Tom Cruise. Loud. Isn't
0: his name Frank or something?
1: It's a TJ. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I think it is Frank. I think his first name's Frank, but they call him TJ. That's
0: right, yeah, yeah. Um, TJ Mackey.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one I loved was, the book says we might be through with the past, but the past ain't through with us, and that's from Jimmy.
0: From Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy.
1: Jimmy is the cop.
0: Oh, got it. Roger that. Yes. Good good one. Yep. I really like that quote. Nice. See, I think what ties it, like, there's little moments that do tie some lines together. It's it's weird to try to converge all of the stories, but it's like...
1: Yeah.
0: uh, John C. Riley has a whole monologue that really summarizes too. It's like, what can we forgive? It's like, I think we're talking about characters like Tom Cruise's character in moments like that. It's like, Horrible person, and then you find out that he the skeletons he has in his closet. It's like, what can we forgive? Like, you know, it's like
1: right. Like, stuff. yes, he's a piece of shit, but man, like, it sounds like his life was really hard to like. They be do a show child. that he's
0: got that trauma and stuff like that. Like, yes, you know.
1: it's totally about childhood trauma, and like most of these adults just blocking out their past oh. and then having to confront it
0: uh-huh. with frogs
1: with frogs. <laughs> with um,
0: frogs. Awesome. So would you rewatch this or recommend it?
1: Um, I would recommend it. I don't know if I'll rewatch it, but maybe like <laughs> yeah. if if I just was in the mood for something weird. Right. Um, cuz I think Some that it's one of those movies. Yeah, the performances were really good. It actually went by shockingly fast for being a 3-hour film. Considering that
0: it's 3 hours, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and the story is good enough to hook you in. And, yeah, it's, it's weird, and I think it's one of those films that, like, maybe you'll see stuff the second viewing that you didn't see the first, so I might watch it again. Hmm. I'll definitely recommend it, though. Hmm. Only Tom Cruise performance that I think is really A+. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. Nice. Uh, and I rate it three and a half stars.
0: Perfect. That's me, too. Like, I used to, I probably would have given it four or five back in the day, but since then, I've been like <laughs> it's popular kind for cinephiles to be like it is a masterpiece it's like yeah but i don't know if it even knows what it is like <laughs> right like right it just feels like a director like so emboldened that he's like yeah this is genius like is it paul it is it <laughs> is it, <laughs> <laughs> is it? <laughs> um awesome so that's magnolia fantastic magnolia all right so I guess it is time for my movie, which yeah. was, which was, wait Broke Brokeback Mountain. Brokeback Mountain. All right, here we go. In my own words, here we go. Brokeback Mountain. A pair of hired hands for a sheep farmer in Wyoming are tasked with camping amongst the herd for a whole summer. Jack Twist is a stylish rodeo boy who enjoys play as much as work. Uh, that's played by Jake Hall And then there's Ennis Delmar, who is played by uh, Heath Ledger, who is a strong, silent-type ranch hand with a knack for working with his hands. Eventually, these two young men realize they feel a strong connection between them that goes beyond a casual working relationship. And one night... They have sex in their shared tent in the cold landscape of Brokeback Mountain. The two are conflicted over how to proceed, as Anis is struggling with his truth and his res- his responsibility to his soon-to-be wife Alma, played by Michelle Williams. Yeah, uh, the two go their separate ways for a time. Anis gets hitched and has a couple of kids, while Jack tries to create a socially acceptable home life with fellow rodeo rouser Loreen, played by Anne Hathaway. Yeah. The, though they try to move on, Jack and Anus are constantly drawn back to one another and their safe haven on Brokeback Mountain. But as time goes on, they realize that they must start accepting difficult realities and whether they can go on together or apart. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah
0: um, heavy duty movie.
1: It's a heavy movie. It's beautiful. Beautiful, I think. right.
0: Um, Love absolutely the color beautiful. Scheme. Beautiful
1: scenery. I think it's like a
0: Denims, like, tragically and beautiful. denims and timbers. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Um. Uh. So fun. So this was based off of a short story. Okay. Yeah. I saw that. was in the that. newspaper.
0: Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. wow. One uh, of those which stories. Is pretty cool. Okay.
1: Yeah. Very short story. Hmm. Um. So that's kind of fun, and they took it like literally, like they took the entire story, short story, and put it exactly like they stuck to it hmm. which i appreciate as a literary person yeah um did you know that anne hathaway lied and told them that she was really good at horseback riding
0: <laughs> i love stories and like that yeah.
1: me too and she had to like go learn how to ride horses um she and then she they also used a stunt auditioned. double <laughs> yeah she also and then they used to send double yes yeah <laughs> because um Because of insurance purposes. Yeah,
0: makes sense. Like they usually will. They usually will. Like yeah.
1: But um, unless
0: you're a bully like like Tom Cruise, and they're like, "No, I'm fucking doing the stunt. I'm going up in space." Um. What was I
1: gonna say? Oh, uh, she she also showed up to her audition. In Princess Diaries outfit and hair and makeup.
0: It's so crazy that this is around the same time as Princess Diaries. Because it's two different Anne Hathaways. Like, this is... Very different. This is uh, Love and Other Drugs, Anne Hathaway.
1: It totally is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: She's great. Like,
1: she showcased her acting abilities, like, so wonderfully in this. Not that she's not... She's amazing in Princess Diaries, but it's totally different. Yeah. Um like you said so that was fun she did great and
0: now that's the director
1: had like pairs of men that they wanted to play together and so i thought that was really fascinating as well
0: like one of phoenix and and mark Wahlberg. those were one of the last runners i heard another one also like that would have worked but mark Wahlberg, uh, surprise surprise was like and you know it's a little too heavy on the on what on what mark on what on the, uh, the, uh, what? On the, uh, say it. <laughs> say <laughs> the gay stuff. Yeah, that's right, you stun <laughs> <son> of a... <laughs> no, uh, but he, like, something along those lines. Uh, Joaquin yeah, was down for it. it. Joaquin would have worked. That would have, like, yeah, that would have been good.
1: But ultimately, I really like... I really like um, these two together. I thought they did really good. Their chemistry was good. Two
0: of them at the height of their power, really. Because Jake was riding a high... Like, he's been doing pretty... Like, he's had the eyes of Hollywood since Donnie Darko, frankly. Like, mm-hmm. Um, and then he kind of... He's one of my favorite actors. I really enjoy him. Like, Jake Gyllenhaal, Um
1: I love him as well.
0: But then you got I Heath Ledger, who was robbed oh. of an Oscar for this one. Like... What the fuck?
1: I couldn't agree more. Like right. he he did such a good job. Like his character, we follow his character Ennis like a little bit more closely.
0: Yeah, and I would say like I would be I would be pressed to say it's kind of his story at the end of the day.
1: It um, is. Yeah. Just cuz he is. goes through
0: the most development, it feels like.
1: Right. And he's he's definitely has like again, not to like spoil my connections or anything, but like he has some childhood trauma associated with gay people. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is also in the right. 60s, so this See, is. Before... And I had to keep
0: reminding myself of that because
1: <laughs> it know, does not it look feels like timeless. it.
0: Yeah, right. And like I think that's part of the point. And honestly, it's kind of a it's like, hey, conservatives, you must be doing it right because. Ain't much has changed about you since nineteen sixty, yeah, three or whatever the fuck it was. Right. Like, so good when it started. job.
1: <laughs> and one other crazy thing about this movie is they so this came out in two thousand and five,
0: mm.
1: And Texas, yeah. which is one of the states that, so like Jake Gyllenhaal's character lives in Texas. From Texas, yeah. So in real life, in two thousand and five, Texas had just made gay marriage illegal, double illegal oh so they like reinforced so like so isn't that crazy to think about is like first of all this movie doesn't feel that old it's 15 years old 16 years old yeah
0: it doesn't yeah
1: 16 years ago like they had just passed a law in texas (laughs) that made gay marriage double illegal so it had like double consequences
0: wow so
1: like look how far we've come
0: I Look mean, I know that we
1: haven't come Taking that far, some but steps we have. Back.
0: But yeah, no, right. That's true, though. But like, it was nowhere. Wow, wow.
1: So this movie was really met with like a lot of controversy, obviously for obvious
0: reasons. Yes.
1: Um, you know, um, yeah, One that
0: we're proud of, but yeah, it's like the environment at the time. It's like, and to this day, how do people describe this movie? You know,
1: as a gay western gay, or gay yeah, cowboy movie? The gay
0: cowboy movie.
1: which i just like don't even agree with i don't think so yeah right let's talk about it um so my questions for you how do you feel jack and ennis differ in their attitudes towards their own identity or sexual orientation
0: nice yeah so i feel like Jack Twist, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character is surprisingly, like, I feel like he's been aware of it for some time and is a bit more open with it. Uh, he, you know, he has to have the typical 60s mindset and, uh, can't be too open, but he seems more bold than Anus is, who, Anus is, like, closeted, I would say, um... And like, I feel like this movie is tracking his coming out almost or his, or at least accepting that part of himself because he's seen, he's in denial. I feel like most of the movie, like, um, so he's just got the typical struggles like that. A lot of, I mean, a lot of men have to go through when coming to terms with that sexuality, if they feel that way, um, So I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal is just a little more comfortable with it, and Heath Ledger or so, you know, yeah.
1: And I think, again, that, like, sort of does stem back to their, like, I know that um, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, uh, Jack, like, he's definitely more of, like, a dreamer. He's more of a Well, he's in show business, too,
0: so no matter what, like, show business is more liberal. Like, he's one of the more liberal wings of the conservative, like, they're conservative at the end of the day, but... More liberal like in that sense. Yeah.
1: Right. Than like a ranch hand, which is like what Ennis is. Yeah. Um, he's surrounded by macho masculine toxic characters. And he was raised by one as well. Like yeah. we see in the flashback that his dad like took him and his brother to go see how they killed a gay man. Yeah.
0: And he even suspected that maybe he had a part in it. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Super fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like so messed up. Yeah. Um and so he is like very closeted. He's in denial. He's like
0: there's shame, he, you know.
1: There's shame there for sure. There's like I think he is like he's a really complex character too cuz yeah. I think he also is just like trying to will himself to be straight so much um and trying to like live in denial with it, you know. Right. And I think he also is more of like, well, I've seen what happens to gay, openly gay people, and like I'm not willing to die for it type of a thing. Right. So like I'm just gonna live a life of misery instead.
0: Yeah. And Jack Twist even runs the, uh, even, might even be, possibly bisexual. Like I don't know. Like I don't know enough to get into it. But I'm just saying, like he, like he did. I don't know. It, we. I don't want to get too far into it, but I'm just saying. Like he did, he did have a genuine attraction and like uh relationship in that way with Anne Hathaway's character, and like I do feel like there was something there. It's like I don't want to deny that. Yes, he is gay. Also, he obviously had like gay feelings like towards Heath Ledger's character and all that. But I'm just saying, it's a possibility. It's just a.
1: Possible. Yeah, I, like, actually felt more that way about Ennis' character because, like, like we only see the one interaction between Jack and Anne Hathaway. Uh, I don't remember her name in the movie. Um, we only see that one sexual interaction with them, and they only have one child. Right. Versus Ennis has, you know, two, two. kids, yeah. and Working we see three. them, like, yeah, yeah. having sex more often. Right. Granted, he does, like, flip her over. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Um.
0: Items, man.
1: so i don't know yeah. uh but i also don't know if that's just like a thing that again they were like telling themselves that they had to do because it was like a and role see, they I, play and i
0: don't want to deny that that's a possibility right. too because a lot of gay men like straight up gay men have to you know like, or, like especially just through in circumstances the 60s. like you know yeah
1: especially during that time in life like in the 60s There are so many people, you know, there were so many people who couldn't be who they were. Right. Except for in secret, which is like what these guys had. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So how does the story fit into the Western genre? Is it a Western movie to begin with? (sighs)
0: See, I don't know if I would consider it that. I would say, yeah, huh. I guess I didn't even consider it that way, like a modern Western of some sort. Uh, yeah, I guess I wouldn't put it in that category, but I appreciate it if it's in there. There's just, I hate to make it about the gunplay, but there ain't enough gunplay in this thing for yeah, for, you're it not wrong. A, for it to be a true Western. Um, you could call it a Neo-Western, I suppose. Um, interesting. Yeah, I never really thought of it that way. I It would be in the vein of, like, the cowboy way, if anything um god i haven't seen that movie in forever uh woody harrelson i don't know as a if cowboy. i've ever seen it woody harrelson and Kiefer sutherland is cowboys <laughs>
1: oh i think i might be down to watch that because yeah. <laughs> i
0: love
1: both of That's them they're great
0: yeah woody harrelson especially um but uh yeah i wouldn't consider it a western but i think it uh i it uh i think it appeals to that wing of uh entertainment seekers, though. Like, if you like a Western, you might be inclined to check out Brokeback Mountain, which would be great.
1: Uh, I agree. Yeah, I think it, for me, like, it more so lands in, like, the drama uh, romance. romance. love. Yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely, like, at its heart, a love story of star-crossed lovers, you know?
0: And, like, you can even, if you really want to just take that out of it, which... (laughs) God, uh it's a, it can be about masculinity like just as totally. in general like i feel like it's two guys coming to terms with their masculinity and what they're comfortable with and stuff yeah
1: um what do you think are the most important like themes or messages of the story
0: so i think it does tie to that idea of masculinity like here we have like two like it's stereotypical to say it's like but these are supposed to be two men's men like this is like this is what men are like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like this is us at our base like yeah we just want like make the money and if you gotta do it working with your hands great ooh out in the wilderness even better like uh, simple it's like yeah the, the wife and the kids and all this stuff like all the bare bones you know of America, the American dream. Um, and, uh, yeah, you have two shining examples of that, but both on different and, like, kind of different sides of the spectrum of the whole thing. Uh, you got more of the showboat and Jake Gyllenhaal, and then you got the more, yeah, reserved and definitely more, like, more what I think of when it comes to conservatives, uh, Heath Ledger character. Um, right. And I just feel like it's about coming to terms with that side of masculinity, where it's just like you know, at the end of the day, love is love, like, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you ain't any less of a man for loving another man, like, you know, and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, so, it's about masculinity and what we're willing to accept, and, like, yeah, coming to terms with your truth.
1: Yes, and, like, you know, to me, like, part of the whole story, too, is that, like, In the end, obviously, like, Jake Gyllenhaal's character dies.
0: Yes. Um, In a very interesting way. I appreciated the (laughs) creativeness of the (laughs) death, I suppose. (laughs) Like, something to do with a tire popping and stuff. I know there's speculation that that's not how it went down, and they even do some visual stuff to make you think that. Right. I don't know if I believe that, Um
1: so what they did was they took from the short story, so which I think I believe is it's told from third person. Uh-huh. Um, but like the, the author says, like that, you know, Ennis is on the phone with her. Is her name Laureen? I don't remember her Marine, name. Yeah. Um, so he's on the phone with her and she tells him that story. And he at the time is just speculating what yeah. we see in that visual, so we and don't. That's exactly as what the it audience, was. We don't get to know, yeah. like, truly how he died.
0: No, right? and That's how it came across to me. I liked that because it's like it's. I like movies that do this, where it's like that's what you do as a person hearing the information. Like you would speculate, you would see something in your head. Maybe it's not what happened, but
1: right? Because like we know again, like that he like saw somebody that was dead and killed. He would think the worst. And so, of course, that's where his brain is going to go. But, like, that is, like, a very creative and kind of wacky story to tell.
0: To the point, though, where I'm just like, it probably happened. Like, that's where (laughs) I'm just like, man, that sounds like such a stupid, lame way to die. It probably fucking happened. Like, poor poor guy. guy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was repairing it. I was fixing the tire. Blew out and fucking knocked my face, caved my face in. It's like, huh. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, but like
1: you know we don't well and we Anne to, Hathaway
0: like, was recorded like she was filmed like thinking it one way and thinking it the other and they just spliced the two versions together so oh we don't even get that's to know awesome yeah that's awesome yeah
1: I love that yeah yeah and so we like as the audience we speculate obviously we're seeing like Ennis deal with Jack's death like we see his sadness and the little like memorial he built for him in the closet of yeah. their shirts together and yes. the postcard right right um and so i think like for me a takeaway of this is like to live your truth like you said because like he by not living his truth like jack still had a short life
0: Mm-hmm. yeah
1: it wasn't together
0: right you know right right
1: like all those years like i know they got time together but not the same
0: no not at all yeah
1: Heartbreaking. heartbreaking heartbreaking yeah totally reminded me of like the same like love story of like a type the titanic oh yeah like in a similar way because they even like, filmed the and...
0: they took the trailer or sorry the poster, the poster. for it to look like titanic yeah. yeah nice a lot of
1: people compare this to like romeo and juliet for the same reason star yeah, cross lovers of people like Disapproving, and so them not getting to live together and be together, you know, right. and ultimately dying because of it. Hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Um, okay. Let's see. Uh, favorite scene. Favorite questions time. Favorite scene. Uh, he, like. To me, it comes down to the simple moments with this movie. Uh, so yeah. Heath heath near the end with the in the closet with the shirt
1: oh god it Kills. breaks my heart <laughs> oh
0: he hugs it like he's still in it
1: oh it's my great. god it's so heart-wrenching yeah. and like you know when he went to the parents house which, by the way, that was, like, a really interesting what a
0: scene. weird... Too. That was the weirdest part of the movie. It's like, okay, now this is a choice. Like, everything's white. What the fuck is this? Let's get some... Like, let's get some color in here. Color? Like, you're um, making a statement. It's like, yeah, his parents were bare. Like... <laughs> yeah, we
1: get it. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> um, But, like, going up there and, like, seeing the shirts together. And then, like, when we see him in his closet, he, like, took the shirt that was on the inside and he put it on the outside. Yes. Yes. it's just really sweet yes. Ugh, totally heartbreaking That's good, good
0: scene mm-hmm. um, favorite quote favorite quote it's actually when Jake Gyllenhaal is getting frisky with Anne Hathaway uh, mm-hmm. I just liked his it's like are, are we going too fast and he's like hey fast or slow I just like the direction you're going
1: it's <laughs> <laughs> a good line it's
0: a good yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: favorite performance.
0: I mean, you got to give it to Heath. I, here's the thing. I feel like I resonate with Jake Gyllenhaal more. Like I'm more totally. of a Jake Gyllenhaal type for sure. Um but Heath Ledger's like steals the performance for sure. He was robbed of the Oscar and the movie itself was robbed of best picture. It lost to that stupid movie Crash which everybody doesn't remember and didn't even like. So I know it's like the Academy has moments like that where it's just like, we need to go back on a few years and be like, it's like, let's, let's make this right. Okay. Let's fix some things here. Let's finagle this.
1: The director won best director. Ah, He did,
0: but not, and it's Um, one of the few times that best director did not get best picture. Uh
1: and he was really devastated. He was like, I would have rather the movie won Best Picture because, uh, like, it would have been a win for everybody.
0: That makes sense. Wow, good for him. Good director, this guy. He's also the director of The Life of Pi, which, have you seen that? I oh, have. man. <laughs> Jesus. Makes sense that it's the same guy.
1: It does. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, totally. Absolutely. Heath Ledger, like, he just like he absolutely... should have won the
0: Oscar for this, not the Joker. There, I said it. There, yeah. I agree. At me, nerds. Like, I like... mean,
1: I think he was an amazing Joker as well. He He's was great. clearly an actor that like puts his heart and soul into every performance that he did. Like, he read this script and he was like, "I would have flown anywhere to get this role. Yeah. Like, I wanted this so bad when I read it." Yeah. And he took it so seriously. Yeah. And when, when like the. You know, people were asking we him if his he wife was nervous, or,
0: or or girlfriend. I don't know if they got married. Anyway, they did like, get married. Oh, okay. they did. So, yeah.
1: Um, they met on set. Yep. Yeah. Um, they had a baby yeah. like shortly crazy. before this premiered. That's crazy. And yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal is the um godfather. That's
0: crazy. Yeah. No.
1: It's so sweet. It's right. just heartwarming. Yeah. They had a clear connection. Um. <laughs> yeah. No absolutely heart-wrenching though
0: (laughs) yeah Yeah.
1: he did a really good job he uh he didn't need to go to cowboy training because he grew up in a ranch in australia yeah yeah they were like we need to rough jake gyllenhaal up a little bit (laughs) makes sense
0: and even then you know i don't know if they accomplished it (laughs) no he was he's convincing (laughs) as a rodeo guy i wouldn't put jake gyllenhaal in another western like that (laughs) doesn't quite no no i think he's a great actor though yeah
1: so great um now last one uh i did all the favorites uh rate rewatch, and recommend
0: yeah i uh would i rewatch probably not like i got what i needed out of it. it's hard for me with these like it's about the drama movies like right like it's yeah? hard for me to rewatch them um So I'm not necessarily going to rewatch it. I still appreciated Heath Ledger's performance, all of this stuff. Like, I appreciate it all as a love story, too. But even then... So even then, I struggle with this part of relationship movies like this, where it's like... The partners suffered, too, you know?
1: Everyone suffered.
0: Yeah. Um, And so it's really... Nobody's
1: got a happy ending.
0: Yeah. It's really hard for me to sympathize completely and totally with even even Heath Ledger and Jake Gyllenhaal, because at the end of the day... I I know it's it's hard because like of the circumstances, but you still hurt some people in like the stuff, but, you know. Um, totally. Like especially, you feel it with Michelle Williams' character, especially like. Oh.
1: God, when she rough. saw them kissing.
0: Yeah. Oh. Oh
1: my God.
0: Um. So it's really hard. So, it in that vein, like I feel like there's even better love stories out there that do it a little better. Um. But I would recommend it, because, yeah, it's great. Um, and it's a beautiful Heath story. And Heath does great. Yeah. And then uh, I gave it three and a half out of five. So still solid, okay. solid top-tier movie. Yeah. And then Absolutely. some connections I made to other movies. Uh, it's got some connections to Moonlight, I feel. Like, mm-hmm. it's a story of it's a gay relationship, and, yeah, there's similar tones going on um the ice storm which was another angley film uh which he did just previous to this one it's a similar it's very dramatic and like yeah uh and then in the mood for love which i've never seen but i guess has a similar storyline
1: yeah
0: awesome love it right did you have any connections with magnolia
1: uh, just, like, ensemble movies yeah. that I mentioned already. Um,
0: Roger.
1: Otherwise, like, no. Yeah. Cool.
0: Um, yeah, right.
1: Connections Between the Two.
0: Connections Between the Two. I found a few. Thank God. How about you? Yeah.
1: Uh, I found a couple. So,
0: yeah.
1: um, childhood trauma, like I said earlier, like, both of these movies really have, like, I know that we see just glimpses of Heath Ledger's, but also we just know that it's the 60s. And we know that there's like a lot of hate towards gay people during that time. Yep. And there's definitely trauma associated with that on both of the guy main guys and in Magnolia as well. Right. Um, Magnolia, they're also set in similar times
0: hmm. as
1: well. Um,
0: set in similar times.
1: Like in the 60s. Both of them are set in the 60s.
0: Are they? What? I Magnolia thought Magnolia, Magnolia was. 60s?
1: God, am I wrong?
0: I feel like Magnolia might have touched on the 60s in the opening, maybe, but I feel like it's a modern movie.
1: I might be uh, wrong.
0: Maybe. Hold uh, on, I'm Googling. Tom Cruise's hair, I don't know.
1: Okay, yeah, so it took place in... It's strange. But so, 1911, 1958, and then the early 80s. So ah, it touched okay. in there somewhere. So
0: it it, it almost it gets there. It gets there. It uh, gets
1: there. All right. So, um, not quite with then, that one, but
0: close. All right, all right. Any, and then my last else?
1: connection was just that um that both movies had a gay character.
0: Ah, good. It's just Wait. a really general. Who was the? Oh, right, William H Macy's character. Okay. Good call. Nice. Yep. Um, Yeah, that's true. I didn't even... See, I didn't even... See, I wanted to make that connection. I didn't even think about it. Shoot. (laughs) Overlooked that one. Um, All right. So, both feature scathing, realistic, and uncomfortable looks into the masculinity and male relationships. Yes. Um, Both definitely do that. Um, Both feature dysfunctional marriages and relationships.
1: Also, yes.
0: Yeah. Like... Magnolia, maybe a little more so, but these are definitely dysfunctional relationships. Even Jake Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger's relationship is dysfunctional in its own in its own way. Oh,
1: absolutely. <laughs> um, like, it, it verges on toxic at some point.
0: Yeah, right. Right. Um, both feature paths that meet and diverge over the course of the narrative. That's um, true. Magnolia, it's a little more blatant and, like, all over the place within 24 hours or less. But, and then... The other one is over the span of like years, like twenty years or so. But still, right, um, we they their paths meet, they diverge. Like we see what their individual lives are like. Um, yeah, yeah. So we do got connections. Yeah, I we do. do. Like we did
1: good. See,
0: we did it again. You doubted yeah. us. What were you thinking? Come on, guys. And uh, you know, if you can think of any other connections, or just want to say hey to us, you can do that by sending us an email. At, at
1: movieconnectionpodcast Podcast at gmail.com
0: <laughs> Yes, um, you can also follow us on uh, Instagram at the Movie Connection, all one word, or you can follow us individually. Me at Jacobine Watson, and me at Casey Schwartz. You know we got a Facebook. And we do. We got uh, a Facebook. That's a great way to like stay uh, up to date on like episodes and like I like to drop like little questions now and then, little tidbits and here and there. So check us out on the Facebook, and uh, you can message us there as well as Instagram. We'll usually, we're usually pretty good at getting back to you. Um, uh-huh. So the Facebook, stuff like that. You know, I frequent The Letterboxd, uh, which is an awesome site that allows people to review movies and such. Um, you can find me on there frequently. I like to watch movies a lot, so check me out on that. Yeah. I leave a link for that in the show notes. Um, And I've been watching so many movies lately, like, uh, just to give you an idea of reviews you can expect to hear. Um, Wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, wait. Like, I mean, guys, I, I, okay, let's go, what's going on here? Like, (laughs) deep cover... Uh, The Hunger Games, I've made my way through all of those. So I'm talking Mockingjay Part 1 and 2, Catching Fire, all of that. It, um, just Part 1. I'm getting around to Chapter 2 after I've uh, stopped pissing my pants. Um, (laughs) Moneyball, Last Action Hero, just to name a few. So yeah, check me out on the letterbox, everybody. Um... Awesome. So let's, it's time for recommendations.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So. You have yours ready? Uh, yeah. What do you got? Alright. So mine is a movie. Um, I. It was one that I safely went back to the theaters to watch. It was the one that I promised myself that I would see. And I masked up the whole time and none of those concession funny business. I didn't want to be, yeah, touching surfaces and such. Had a really shitty seat though. Like the the the, the thing wouldn't go back down. Anyway, um, and it was uh, the Suicide Squad. So I am highly ah, recommending that. What was it? It's the best superhero movie since Avengers Endgame.
1: Wow. That's
0: right. Um, I'm a big James Gunn fan and I'm a big Harley Quinn fan, so it already had that going for it. And then um, it's a totally brutal like. Uh, rated R superhero movie, so all of uh, The Boys and Invincible, like, I really appreciated it for that reason. And it's surprisingly funny, too. So, it's the same director who did the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Uh, oh, I love it! But rated R, so, like, yeah, it's really brutal. It's really great. Um, I recommend it to anybody who's looking to have a fun superhero movie, unlike these uh, Marvel movies that take themselves way too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely give it a look. I highly recommend it. It's, yeah, I loved it.
1: I am going to recommend a TV show. Nice. On Netflix. It's called All American.
0: Ooh.
1: Um, it's loosely based off the real life of American football player Spencer Paysinger. Whoa. okay. And he's from Oregon. Or no, he's not, sorry. He's from California, but he, he played Pro football in Oregon oh, for the Ducks. Very nice. Um, yeah, uh, it's a really interesting TV show. Like, there's some drama. It's fun. Um, mm-hmm. it has a mostly black central cast, which is really cool. Damn. Um, he like this guy. He lived in like kind of a rougher neighborhood that had like gangs in California.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so his mom was able to send him to Hollywood to have him go to school in Hollywood. And this is, like, sort of his split life of, like, half of him is living in the rich area of Hollywood and half of him is, like, going home and trying to deal with shit back home with the gangs and stuff.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, Hmm.
1: It's real. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely makes me cry a lot. But I really like it.
0: (laughs) Good. What's it called again? It's
1: really good. It's called All American.
0: Nice. Sounds good. Yeah.
1: It's really good. Fantastic.
0: Well, we got the recommendations. We got our plugs in there. I guess it's time to do our assignments.
1: Yeah, buddy. All right,
0: Casey, what do you got for me this week?
1: For this week, I am assigning you game nights.
0: Game night. Ooh, all right. Yeah. So this is. Okay. Wait, is this the one with the guy from.
1: Jason Bateman, Jason Bateman, Rachel McAdams. Oh, Rachel uh, McAdams being funny. Winston. I hear
0: she's funny. So this will more. be
1: good. Uh, she is. I like it. Perfect. I think you'll like it. It's fun.
0: Well, this kind of works out a little perfectly with what I had lined up for you. And it's called Fighting With My Family.
1: Yeah. That Fighting sounds fun. Fighting
0: With My Family. And that is starring one of the... I, mark my words I think we all see it coming she is a rising star Florence Pugh y'all like Ugh. Uh, so good
1: love her so much
0: awesome so these are I'm excited these are going to be this is a, This is going to be a fun, fun uh, week of movies once again <laughs>
1: that's kind of what I thought we needed yeah. after <laughs> I mean you know both of our movies I think were really good unlike the depression week that we did yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> like these were both they had bright spots to them
0: yes for sure
1: Um, but yeah, I, I was like, we need something that's going to make us laugh. We need something fun.
0: Yeah. So perfect. Fighting with my family and game night. Tune in to hear about it next week, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to drop us a five-star review if you would be so kind at Apple and subscribe to us on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you so much. Highlight of my week.
1: Mine, too. It's so fun.
0: Love it. And stay cool out there, y'all. And, uh, uh, yeah, get vaccinated. Awesome. Good talk. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Take care. Bye-bye, everybody.